Good morning, Calvary Temple. It is a real privilege. It is an unexpected privilege, but it is a real privilege to be able to share with you this morning. Uh, Pastor Michael, first off, thank you so much. I have not even met you yet in person, and yet I sort of feel like we have because we have, uh, this last year, one of the upsides of the pandemic is we watch a lot of church online, and um, Calvary Temple is one of the ones that we regularly watch, and so, uh, we feel like we've kind of journeyed with you this last year, and, and so it's it's awesome um, to be able to do that, and we look forward to meeting you in person um, very soon. Um, speaking of this last year, wow, incredible. It has been a crazy year, crazy on so many levels, um, crazy weird, crazy hard, and, um, and just crazy, plain crazy, toilet paper shortages and things that who would have ever thought that we would be experiencing, but yes, we have. Um, can I just say, Calvary Temple, that you have rocked the online services right from the very get-go. All those years of singing Christmas tree productions have come in very handy when it comes to putting together a quality online service. And um, you have skilled people that jumped right in and made it, made it look really easy, but I can tell you because I've been part of the production team, it is not easy. I know there has been hours and hours of editing, but you have put together a very good pr uh, presentation right from the start. Um, good for you, it, you've done fabulous. Here we are 15 plus months later and uh, pretty safe to say all of our lives have changed in one way or another. As many of you know, Jerry and I resigned from Calvary Temple uh, about four years ago and we moved here to Chilliwack to spend some time with my parents. Um, God graciously gave us three more years with my dad and uh, we are so thankful for that. My dad uh, went home to be with Jesus in January of this past year. The last year for my dad was of course pretty difficult with COVID restrictions and dementia, but I'm glad we were here to be able to walk through some of those changes with my mom. Um, Dad and Mom went from seeing each other multiple times a day to um, not seeing each other for over three months at one period and, and then um, restrictions lifted and Mom was able to have about an hour a week visit with Dad and we were very thankful for that. Uh, it was tough for Mom, it was tough for all of us and um, through it all Mom stayed strong and, and she just kept reminding us every day that she was trusting, she was putting her trust in Jesus. This is something that I was blessed to grow up with. My mom reminding me daily how wonderful it is to be able to put our trust in the Lord. She loved to quote her favorite verse to us when we were growing up, uh, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, and it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Well, this is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day um, to all the moms, grandmas, aunts, sisters, Friends, teachers, we know it takes a village. Kristen and Sasha, I just wanna say I love you so much and um, you gave me the blessing of becoming a mom and now I have immense joy watching you raise your own children. And I just wanna say thank you for loving our grandchildren so well. Thank you for raising them to know that they are loved by God and that he has a very special plan for their life. Although this is Mother's Day, I wanna say that this message is not directly intended just for mothers. I hope that wherever you are and whenever you happen to be listening to this message that you will be encouraged. You will be encouraged to know that God is faithful and you can trust him with your life. 
I'm sure over the years I've mentioned my mom in my messages, uh, a few of my messages, and it's because she has definitely influenced my life. I'm one of 10 siblings, and I know all of my siblings would say exactly the same thing. My mom is now 90, and I thought it would be fun to interview her and share some of her wisdom with us on Mother's Day. So here it is. This is Anne Crocker. What would you say was the most challenging thing for you as a young mom? I think it was uh, when Diane was born, I'd never raised or tried to um, work with babies. That was very challenging for me. Just being around kids. Yeah. Managing kids. Yes. Yeah, and then you went on to be an expert 10 times over. <laughs> well, after her, it wasn't so hard. <laughs> <laughs> you realized it wasn't anything to worry about after you had one. That's good. Was there a specific scripture verse that you felt was a great source of inspiration to you when you were a young mom? Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Um, now they say you're not supposed to have favorites, but do you? She did answer that last question, but I'll save the answer for later. First, I wanna share with you a clip of my mom talking about an event that happened 65 plus years ago. It's still pretty vivid in her memory. This event is pretty special um, to our whole family because it actually changed the course of our family. I feel incredibly honored to share it with you today. Your greatest mom miracle. Oh, I think it must have been when Ray got healed. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. It happened so quick. He'd had a cold and he, you know, hadn't got right over it yet. But this evening he was uh, playing on the floor and it was getting on, you know, in the evening. So I thought, well, I better get him ready for bed. And I went to get him and I said, Ray, you get up and I'll get you ready. And he couldn't get up. He, he just could not get up off the floor, uh, you know. And I thought, well, that's very strange. So I picked him up and I said to dad, there's something wrong. And dad picked him up and Ray just could not stand. So um, dad says, well, I better take him up to the hospital. And, and he phoned the doctor, Dr. Swallow. And his daughter, Kathleen Swallow, she was a child specialist, the same as her dad. But she didn't come out that evening, so he took him up, to, uh, Ray, to the hospital in his car. Dad followed him, and um, they took him in and tested him right away for polio because Dr. Swallow suspected mm. that there could be polio because that year, 55, there was quite a lot of polio. Mm. They got the vaccine out after mm. that. Anyway, they tested him, but it didn't show up on the in the test that evening. So Dr. Swallow said, 
we'll have to wait till tomorrow to find out the test. So when they found out the next day, uh, it showed polio. But that evening, I remember Dr. Swallow, he, he told Dad, it's either spinal meningitis or polio. And it, it showed the next day, and it was the adult type of polio. Mm. So he was, he, he went crippled. He, he, you know, he had no feeling. Paralyzed? Paralyzed. Mm -hmm. He went paralyzed. And uh, they put him in an iron lung for 14 days, mm. but the, we weren't allowed to go in and see him. Mm. And so, uh, when the 14 days was up, they told us that we could come up and they would lay him in the back seat of our car. We had a little Austin car mm -hmm. yeah. and take him up to the university hospital, transferred him from mm -hmm. the Royal Alec yeah. to the university. So when we got to the university, Dr. Kathleen Swallow and Dr. Gordon Swallow and Dr. Cooper Johnson. Dr. Cooper Johnson was a, a higher specialist, met us inside the door, and he said he's completely paralyzed, so um, we are not able to uh, give him any therapy mm. because he won't respond mm. to any therapy. So they took him in and, and kept him in the hospital, and uh, I was praying. <laughs> I had read the Gospels, and I said to Dad, Jesus healed the people all the time when he was on earth. Mm -hmm. I said, he's no different today. Mm -hmm. So we went, we hadn't been in church for two years. Wow. We were living out in Greaseball. And I really missed going to church. And I remember before Ray got polio, a few, couple of weeks probably before he got polio, I said to the Lord one day, I would sure like to go back to the church. Mm-hmm and raise our children in church. So I said to Dad, I would like to go to church. It was a Friday night. And um, because they had, uh, they called it like family night. Mm -hmm. And I said, if you'd take me, and you, if you don't want to go in, you know, Dad was, uh, having problems at that time because, you know, we got married very shortly after he came back from mm -hmm. Korea. Mm -hmm. And so he said, no, I'll come with you. So we had Diane and, and Charlene at the time then. And we took them with us and went to church that evening. And Billy Schutz and Borgie Langrude had just come back from the mission field. Mm. They were over on the mission field. I don't remember which one now. And the pastor had gone away for a week, so they were filling in. And 
after the service, I said to Dad, he had Charlene and Diane with him, Daddy did. I said, I'd like to talk to one of them and ask them if they would come and pray for me. Mm. So I met Billy Schutz in the aisle of the church. I said, our boy has polio. I would like if you could come up and pray for him tomorrow or sometime. Yeah. And the next day was Saturday. And he said, okay. He, he told me he, they were staying with a family from the church. So the next day, Dad and I met him in the home of where he yeah. was staying. Yeah. And he said, I prayed about your boy last night. But he says, unless you're willing to surrender your life completely to the Lord, there's no use of praying for him. Mm. So dad said, well, he wanted to see Ray healed. Mm -hmm. So he said, then let's kneel down and pray. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> so we went up, and of course Ray couldn't move, he couldn't do anything. So he anointed Ray with oil and he prayed. And I knew that the Lord had touched him. I said to Dad, I know, I know. I know the witness of the Spirit of the Holy Spirit in my heart says Ray's gonna be all right. So that was the Saturday that we prayed for. Sunday we went up and uh, he, you know, he was as stiff as a board when he uh, had polio. Yeah, it was uh, curved, what do you call it? Um, in the spine, it mm. had affected his spine so mm -hmm. he couldn't bend, he mm. couldn't do mm -hmm. anything. And I noticed that he was moving a little bit. And I said to Dad, I know he's going to be all right. Hmm. So that was Saturday. Mm -hmm. Then Sunday, we went up. And he was, that stiffness had gone out of his back. Wow. And he was grabbing a hold of the, the rungs in the crib to pull himself, you know. Yeah. So that was a tremendous improvement. Yeah, yeah. So that I thought, oh, I can't wait till Monday and then I can phone Dr. Cooper Johnson and ask him how Ray's doing. Mm -hmm. So on Monday at one o'clock in the afternoon, I phoned and I got a hold of Dr. Cooper Johnson. And I said, how is Ray doing? And she said, it's wonderful, it's marvelous. He says the stiffness is all gone out of his back, mm -hmm. and he can he grabs a hold of the, you know the crib, crib rungs and the and the crib and yeah. pull, wants to pull himself up. So I knew without a doubt that the Lord had touched him, and yeah. there was no doubt about it. Yeah. And so uh, 
in just a, a few days, I don't know, I don't know if it was a week or less than a week, they said bring his tricycle up and we're going to let him ride up and down the quarters and get exercise. Yeah. We brought his trike up and he, he was riding into the nurses. <laughs> he was riding all over. <laughs> so it, I don't remember how many more days. He wasn't there that much longer, but they told us we could bring him home. So I brought him home. <laughs> he was full of energy. <laughs> and no, no lasting effects at all. Well, the doctor said when we left the hospital, because he had the adult type of polio and he had curb, it could cause curvature for the spine because he was stiff as a board. Right. He could not bend. And uh, he said, I'll test him in two weeks. Okay. We took him back in two weeks and they tested him. There was nothing, wow. no curvature of the spine, nothing. Wow. So they let him go home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, when he got home, he, he was back to a normal little boy. Yeah. <laughs> he was, you know, playing and doing all, all what that little boy would do. Yeah, yeah. And the doctor said that he couldn't see any uh, effects from the polio in him right, at all. Right. He said that was very, very, he says it's, it's marvelous, it's wonderful, but he didn't understand it. And I said, well, we believe in prayer. Yeah, we believe in prayer. Wow, that's such a simple and yet powerful statement. That event happened before I was even born, but it changed the course of my life. My oldest brother, Ray, um, grew to be the tallest of all six of my brothers, and he has no physical effects uh, remaining in his body from polio to this day. It truly was a miracle, and a miracle that's known to every member of our family as we grew up. Uh, but as an adult, I look back at this story, and uh, I have to say it's not the only miracle that I see. You see, my dad had returned from Korea a broken man. While serving with the Canadian military, he saw a loss of life and experienced tragedies that um, somebody at 20 shouldn't have to see. Soon after he was home, he and my mom were married and they started a young family. Um, but as my mom said, he wasn't doing well. When this event happened, my dad and my mom hadn't actually been going to church for over two years. But when faced with an impossible situation, my mom reached out with simple faith, believing God to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. She believed he was a God who healed 2,000 plus years ago, and he is the God who continues to heal today. This desperate mother's prayer of faith for her sick son resulted in a far greater miracle than she could have ever imagined at that point. You see, God not only healed my brother Ray, but God also healed my dad. When my dad bowed his knee that day and gave his heart back to God, he spent the rest of his life living that commitment. Shortly after this event happened, while he was still working in the military um, and raising a family, he took pastor training 
and he became a pastor. So by the time I was born, he was not only my dad, who was in the military by vocation, but he was my dad, my pastor, by calling from God. My dad stayed with the Canadian military for 25 years, and then he spent the rest of his life as a pastor, proclaiming the faithfulness of God. My mom's faith in reaching out to God for a miracle for her son also put my dad on a different course for his life. This resulted in all 10 of um, us children being raised to know the faithfulness of God, um, which has filtered down to 23 grandchildren and 20 plus great-grandchildren who also have heard of the faithfulness of God. There was just no way that my mom could have known how her simple faith in God reaching out for a miracle for her son would result in a change of destiny for my whole family. But God knew. On Mother's Day and every day, I am so thankful for my mom's courage to believe in the power of prayer. Thank you, Mom, for sharing your testimony with us today. The reason we meet together, whether in person or online, is to share and be encouraged by each other's faith. I pray that you are encouraged by my mom's testimony today. We are living in some pretty unpredictable times. Uh, we have no idea what's around any corner, but God does. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same God who healed back then, and he still heals today. You may be needing a physical healing, like my brother. He's the same God who heals. You may need a spiritual and emotional healing, like my dad. He's the same God today. Maybe you're finding it difficult to be able to trust in God right now. I encourage you in simple faith to just have a conversation with God. He is still changing lives and he cares exactly about what you're going through right now. I have no idea what you're facing, but I can promise you, you are seen by God. He wants more than anything to change the course of your destiny. Out here in BC, we, we hear from our provincial health officer, Dr. Bonnie Henry, um, regarding COVID updates regularly. And right from, right from the very beginning, she's been kind of famous for this little statement that she's made, and uh, it's been helpful, <laughs> believe me. The statement goes like this, be kind, be calm, be safe. Um, I'd like to change it a little bit for you today and leave you with these three directives. Be kind, be calm, be confident. Be kind because our world needs kindness on so many levels. In a world where you can be anything, be kind. It's the heart of Jesus. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. If God offers us such a great show of undeserved kindness, how can we not show the same kindness to others? If you've never experienced God's kindness, he's offering it to you today. He loves you and he wants you to know forgiveness of every sin that you have ever committed. He offers forgiveness and right relationship right now. None of us deserve it, but in kindness, he offers this to us all. Be calm because you need this on so many levels. Let the peace of God dwell in your hearts. Our world is in constant conflict. We need to insulate ourselves in God's word, in his promises. 
we are told in scripture not to worry about anything, but through conversation with God, tell him what we need and then thank him for his faithfulness. Thank him, thank him that he is able to meet what our needs are. When we do this, the scripture says that the blessing that comes to us is our hearts and our minds are guarded with his peace as we live in Christ Jesus. And last, be confident, because although we don't know what tomorrow will bring, we do know who holds tomorrow. We can be confident that the God who started this work in us, he will carry it through to completion. This is where Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 uh, really takes hold in our lives. Trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Um, let's not depend on our own understanding. In all of our ways, we acknowledge him and he will direct our path. We are living in unprecedented times, for sure. Unknown to us, but known to God. We can be confident in God's character, confident that he is faithful, confident that he sees the bigger picture. We can be confident that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. A pandemic can't and doesn't change who God is. So I leave you with these three simple directives. Be kind, be calm, be confident. We miss you and we love you, Calvary Temple. Thank you for allowing us the privilege of sharing with you today. Oh, and before I go, I'll just play you my mom's clip answering that one question. No, I don't have a favorite really. I love all my children the same. I, I That's can't. the best answer ever. Yeah.